Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm in the building with my fam, B. Austin. The homie Jimmy, the blueprint, will be with us shortly. The opt-out deadline is tomorrow, and it will be the beginning of a frenzy that we like to call the NBA free agent frenzy period. So keep it locked right here. For this and everything else happening in our world of sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation, make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or join us on Facebook or Twitter at Ballroom Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. One last thing as usual. Before we get the conversation started, we just want to remind you of something real quick. And that reminder is, during the week, when you're not doing much and, you know, you're just looking for something to do to pass the time while you're working or whatever, make sure you listen to our archive episodes at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, which is free on Android or iOS, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, most other places that you do your podcast listening, you can find the War Room. So go ahead and do that. Support us. What up, B? Look, man, I got a question for you, man. Got a question for you. Yes, sir. Is there anything you did well when you were younger that you're still kind of delusional about still being able to do now? Of course. Basketball. <laughs> I still think I still so think you're going to the gym and think you're going to put, you know, 20, 30 on the youngsters. <laughs> Yo, it's literally this literally happens, and this, and and what's what's the worst part of this is I still have some of my game, so it makes me even more delusional, and I try and check the best guy on the court, or I'll try and carry the scoring. <clears throat> I had a game the other day where I scored eight out of twelve. And that was the last thing I remember because I passed out and I didn't wake up. <laughs> Well, about three me, hours. I, I don't have those delusions of grandeur anymore, even though I know for a fact, 100%, that my basketball mind is in the greatest place it's ever been in my life. But application is a whole different thing. So there's certain things that I don't even try. And I don't play enough to even have confidence or even be delusional about playing basketball anymore because I know after two minutes, if I do try to go play ball, I might pass out. So it ain't going to be no eight out of 12. It's going to be two out of 20 minutes and they'll be dragging me off the court. You know, last time I really seriously tried to play basketball, I ended up in the hospital, you know, torn meniscus, stuff like that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, 
But I brought that up because your man, somebody who used to be one of your favorites, so they start, so they started wearing um, you know, chicken wings on the on their face mask in commercials, dancing for their man. Um, Jerry Rice thinks that at 55 years old that he can still go out right now and play in the NFL at a high level. I'm talking, he said he can go out if he wanted to right now and get 80-plus receptions in an NFL season. We know Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time. He has an argument to be the greatest football player of all time. But do you you think there's any stock in what he's saying, or is it just delusions of grandeur? No, and when you look at Jerry Rice's numbers, he's actually probably the greatest two wide receivers that ever played at the same time. <laughs> um, it's not – let me explain this to people who don't understand what it is to be a middle-aged man yet. Some of you do. Some of you have resigned and gone off out to pasture, and you just observe. When you're in some semblance of shape, I'm not even going to say good shape, but some semblance of shape. It's not that you can't do some of the things that you used to be able to do. It's your healing time. It's your healing time when you play that game and you have a decent game, which by your standards maybe in your prime would have been an okay game, but you're feeling yourself. You're 45 and, you know, you scored on the young boys or – you went out, you ran some routes, and you were beating the corner. Your recovery time might have been one day when you were 22. At 42, your recovery time is two weeks. <laughs> it's recovery time. What? Jerry Rice can still go out in pads and make a play or beat somebody. Absolutely. He may even be able to play one game. But there is no way at his age that he could make it through a quarter of a season, let alone half a half. Jay Rice at 54 would not be able to play four consecutive NFL football games. He can't do it. And, and that, I don't care if he can run a 4-5-40 still. I don't care if he can beat corners. Because I believe that. Those are the things I believe. I believe physically he is able and capable of beating the third cornerback or fourth cornerback on an NFL roster. I believe I believe he's that much of an athlete. You but give him more credit than I do because at fifty five years old, I don't I, I don't give him any credit whatsoever. I just say he's straight up totally delusional. Like did you forget, you know did you like I, I think when people talk like this they forget why they retired from the league in the first place. Like T O Different story, you know what I'm saying? He's he's younger, and we all know T.O. may have gotten pushed out of the league prior to his time, um, but it wasn't fully because of his performance or his production. But at that point, his performance and production may not have been worth everything else that he used to bring to teams. So it, it was a part of it. But most people retire because – you know, they just can't do it anymore. And Jerry Rice, I can't, you know, at 40 years old, Jerry Rice had 92 receptions with the uh, with the Raiders for only 1,200 yards. So, you know, he was you know, getting his dink and dunk on a little bit with Rich Gannon, who who was that guy. Right. Had a dink. 
At forty, but, at forty-five for Seahawks, he made he. You saw him play, and you might have cried. I yeah, do remember I mean, that. No, that that was for, that was forty-two. That was forty-two. It seemed like he couldn't do it anymore. So at that point, you were still doing it every day. You know, what I'm saying you were working out, you were doing all that. So at fifty-five years old, like, come on, man. He, like a, a lot of times, people, he's probably sitting back watching people play the game at at what they perceive to be a high level and he's seeing that people probably aren't as good as he was, uh, don't work as hard as he was. So you know how old grumpy men sit back and be like, oh, man, I would have did this. I would have did that. But you're 55 years old, Jerry. Chill. Go eat some chicken. Uh, so, no, that, that's why I asked you that because I wanted to get your opinion on um, the stuff that Jerry writes. I think, I think it's not – I, I think life. it's I, I, his midlife I think crisis. it's not not the running it's not the running and the catching it's Jerry what happens when a 22 year old six foot two 250 pound man hits you at full bore and you don't want to live anymore because that's what it's gonna feel like yeah you don't want to get up like that. <laughs> Yeah, he sit back and, and talk his schmiznack. All right, so let's uh, let's get into to everything. Um, let's get into these hot topics. And hot topics, as usual, are brought to you by my bookie. All right, everybody, let's talk turkey and how much of it you can make betting on sports contests at my bookie. The FIFA World Cup is still lit right now, so if you haven't checked out my buck my bookie, this is a great time for you to do so. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You tired of getting a runaround when it's time for a payout? That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay fast and without any hassles. You're wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after tip-off, kick-off, face-off. Join now and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer, visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. Period. What they say, what the, what the youngins say, facts. <laughs> Even if it's like the biggest opinionated it could be an opinion, then they still like, say facts. facts. <laughs> no, not even it could be. It is 80% always an opinion, and they still say facts. Like most of the time, you see people say facts. They just said something very opinionated. Facts. <laughs> Early. All right, so um, any, any updates uh, for the World Cup real quick before we move on? I heard, uh, yes. I heard a pundit today yes. that they think at this point, because of the draw that they, you know, the, the side of the bracket that they ended up on, they think Spain might be the favorite to take it. you believe that? No, (laughs) I don't. I don't. But I will say this, the first time, in the first time since 1920-something, Germany fails to advance to the knockout round, and they were bounced out. Down goes. Germany, the defending champ, got taken out. By Korea, South Korea. No, not to South Korea, but they're not good. Jail cannonball. 
They're not. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not. And what I'm noticing more and more is these super talented team or these teams with uh, super talent, they're not necessarily great talent or great teams. They have a collection of individual great talent, plus some of the guys are on different levels. Now, obviously, you know, with, with, with Germany, um, there's a, there's a little bit of controversy because some of the more Bavarian Germans, and this is going to become a story in the next few days, the Bavarian Germans, and I don't want to say Aryan, and I don't want to go to that name that we all associate with Germany, so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say the more Bavarian Germans have a problem with the attitude of the transplant German. So I'll give you an example. Example: uh, Mesut Ozil is a, a German mainstay. He's a center mid, plays for Arsenal, one of the best center mids in the world. He's, as you can tell, Mesut Ozil is not a Germanic name. So he's a second-generation German who actually was born in Turkey, but his parents immigrated to Germany, so he grew up German, German, so he's eligible to play for both uh, national teams, but he's only ever played for Germany. Well, he is the head of a group they call the Bling Bling Gang, and that's because Mr. Ozil makes quite a bit of money, probably Maybe somewhere in the 200. Now, <laughs> down with Bird, Birdman and Slim. Um, he makes, you know, in the $275,000 a week, range and there's other youngsters on the team and the more older players don't really cozy up to Ozil and his little crew and and Ozil was upset that they left Leroy Sané off the team. Well Leroy Sané is a member of Manchester City who won the Premier League which is by all accounts the best league in the world in England. They left Leroy Sané off and Ozil's questioning well, why would you leave him off? Is it the fact that he's black, that he's a black German? Is that the reason that you guys kind of left him? So there's been that whole thing, mm-hmm. and there's discord on the German national team, and many believe that's what led to them crashing, crashing and burning out of the World Cup. And that's to Mexico's benefit because Mexico crashed and burned, but because Germany got eliminated and Mexico beat Germany in the first game of the World Cup, Mexico now finds itself moved on to the knockout round. Um, Messi's uh, Argentinian team is in shambles because, like, they are literally in shambles. The manager and coach does not know what he's doing. Um, They squeak through. They're in the knockout round, but that's a perfect case of tremendous individual talent at some levels and in some sections of the, of, the, of the team, and mediocre talent defensively and a team that hasn't gelled. So many believe that Argentina with Messi will end up being bounced pretty soon. Uh, I have Brazil. If they, uh, Brazil, if they, um, if they uh, can advance, if they both win on Saturday, we could get a, a, a Messi-Ronaldo showdown. Yes, yes, and that is what we want. 
Who's gonna choke him? Um. Oh, it's funny that you say it. So on our on it, you will appreciate this as much as our listeners. If you kind of compare Messi and Ronaldo, Ronaldo is Michael Jordan. Messi is LeBron James. In every way, Messi likes everybody. Everybody gets along. He doesn't like contention. He's cool with passing the ball. He wants to be the big star, but he wants everybody to be happy. People are questioning his leadership in the face of this challenge. It's really eating at him. Just all of the stuff that you see LeBron go through. Meanwhile, Ronaldo is over there plotting and planning on how he can take your eyeballs out of your head if it's going to lead to more goals for him. <laughs> Ronaldo's how if he kicks your dad in the groin, if it'll lead to more goals, then how many times does he have to kick him? So that's the difference in the personalities you're dealing with. And it's funny because you would think that me loving Jordan as much as I do, that I'd love Cristiano Ronaldo, which I do. I do appreciate his game, but I'm much more a messy guy because I've never seen some – Messi's ball handling is supernatural. It's not natural for a person to be able to do – what he does with a, a, a ball at his feet. Like, you, you, you can't do that. So I'm, I'm very much a Messi guy, but there's a lot of questions around Messi and his stature in the sport if he can't get Argentina to a win in the World Cup. And the way it's looking, that is not going to happen. That is not going to happen at all. Me being Brazil is my casual – yeah, me being the most casual of fans right now, like that's what I'm looking forward to. Like I'm I'm not versed enough to want to see anything more than these two stars go at it. So you, I'm hoping you, you and you I'm and the rest of that next you, Friday. Alone, yeah, I hope that next alone. Friday at ten AM I'll be I'll be watching that. I'll be I'll, I'll be in the house too. Order me a little breakfast pizza. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully long as you don't get it from little as long as you don't get it from little seasons, be good. No, I don't do that when I'm alone. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I'm by myself, no, I, I feed other people's kids that. Um, shout out to the birthday party. Okay, about this um, <laughs> Watch grown men kick balls. <laughs> so last week, you know, we went off the air after, you know, doing live analysis of maybe the thir- first three or four picks of the NBA draft. Um, it's been a week. You know, we're not going to beat the, the draft into you guys. I don't think this was like some super special draft class where a week later we need to be talking about it anyway. But I did want to ask you guys about one situation um, that in a matter of maybe 10, 15 minutes went from the darling story of the draft to the most messed up story of the draft. And that was the 76ers drafting hometown guy, Mikael Bridges of Villanova whose mother works for the HR department um, of the 76ers and without much warning, because they didn't actually have much warning time, they traded him away for uh, Zaire Smith and a future pick that belongs to the Miami Heat in 2021. What were you, like when that happened, what were you, what were your thoughts? And then overall, you know, did you think it was a good move? By the Sixers, because a lot of Sixers fans seem to be very upset about it. But I think 
since Mikael Bridges was the projected pick, he's a hometown guy. They had the story with his mom. His mom looked the way she does. People were like just for them to be around. I think a lot of people yeah. are a little bit salty about the situation. But I think in their saltiness, there's a lot of people that's already that overrating Mikael Bridges. Like they're acting like we traded oh. away Wilt for a pick and somebody else. What were y'all thoughts about Here, that? Here's my, here's my take, because I watched it live, and we talked about it in the group chat as it was going on. Um, mm-hmm. The optics of it just look crazy, considering, like, the stories they jumped to right away about him right. being the hometown guy, his mom, his mom they working were, corporate for the Sixers. Because um, she, was she so wasn't, like, she's TV. not like a, she's not like a janitor. She actually works corporate. She has a big-time gig. <laughs> Um, Isn't she like and, the vice president you know, of HR or something like that? Yo, she's like the vice president of HR, the whole organization. Like, so it wasn't like she was, you know, um, making lunch. Um, shout out to the people that make lunch though, because they like the pictures got real chef. Um, that's a whole other story. Um, Great. But it, the, the optics was. The I'm optics about to take my wife crazy. on a date to the Sixers practice facility. <laughs> the optics look crazy, although long term it might be the right decision. It's one of those situations where. I mean, it's, it's messed up, but at the same time, it's like for the greater good. It's like, for instance, right? If somebody was to go ahead and take care of George Zimmerman, never mind. Um, bad analogy, but uh, <laughs> but but it's, it's one of those done. things where I understand, I understand why they um did what they did, but it just looked crazy because like he was doing a press conference with the local media about you know his dream coming true and all that, and didn't even know at the time that he already was traded. Um, but on a flip side, the way I looked at it too is he's getting a, a, a good lesson on his first night of being a professional. This is still a business, yeah. and that business. Um, these these teams ain't loyal. So you better you know find some friends to team up with in four years when you contract. Better find some friends that have you a summit because uh, these teams ain't loyal to you. So <laughs> they're gonna do what's best for them, so you gotta do what's best for you. Like the only problem is day one. He gonna be good enough to be invited to a summit. That's the thing. Yo, he, yo his, his summit trash. His summit is gonna be like. <laughs> Him and Mo Bamba's wingspan. <laughs> Not even Mo. They're uh-huh. going to send his arm. <laughs> just, just his wingspan. They're going to send a photo of his arms to be sitting at the Hell summit. no. Trash ass <laughs> <summit>. <laughs> <laughs> If we hear about Mo Bamba's wingspan one more time. <laughs> no, but but yeah, like I said, oh, I, I saw a lot of situations acting Mo like, wingspan. Yeah, like they just traded away the franchise. I'm like, essentially, they just traded away somebody who was going to compete for backup minutes to small forward position. Um, but he's a local guy. Yeah. I mean, basically, they, they basically they traded away and they fell in love with a him. backup Robert Covington. Like, what does he do? Think about his time in Villanova. You know, I'm not dissing him or anything because Robert Covington played yeah, you are. part with the 76ers yeah. this year. No, but he's, but if you look at Kevin Bridges' game so far, because a lot of people come to the NBA and show you that they have more than they were able to do in college. But if you look at him in college, to me, he was like another Robert Covington. Like, when he got the open shot, he shot it. He played pretty good defense mm-hmm. at times. And, but, you know, you didn't see a lot of him creating his own shot or anything like that. Um, I think he's more athletic yeah. than Robert Covington. But, you know, they yeah. traded him away for what could amount to be a pretty good player, but the real prize in the whole thing was the pick. And then there's a lot of people looking mm-hmm. at the pick. In 2021, that pick might not be worth anything. First of all, that pick was gotten to be used, like, within the next week. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, by the next year, that pick is going to be gone. But 
they're trying very hard to off that pick right now, and that was the reason that they got that because, as Brett Brown said after the fact, after I was trying to explain this to some people, like they're star hunting. And in this league these days, this is what you have to do, even if you already have stars. They're star hunting. So they're trying to get as many pieces together to, to offer a trade, which they have already done, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But that was the whole point. And, you know, the, 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 the trade, I mean, the, uh, the, guy. the draft pick was the real, you know, asset to be gained in that whole trade. And if Zaire Smith no, turns out to be a pretty good player, then, you know. But I, I also need to like say, like, the guy just wanted to he just wanted to they, they didn't, the, they, didn't the local they, knew, they knew what they were going to do, so they didn't have to let my man go out there with 76ers flags and throw a parade for the 76ers if they knew nah, they were I don't think they knew them. Nah, I don't think they knew oh. because they actually got a trade offer prior to Phoenix that they turned down for Mikael Bridges. Phoenix came with that one, and they, they ended up taking it. The thing is, when – Phoenix got on the phone and you actually started listening, somebody needed to call down there and say, okay, don't let him go into that press conference yet. Because he went to the press conference playing himself all kinds of ways. At some point, somebody has to say, yo, get him off of the podium. Like, they just let him go. Like, at some yo. point, you had to get him off the podium. Yeah, that, that, like, that's what I mean. Like, I get, I get the decision, but the optics look completely, like, terrible. Yo. But I understand it. <laughs> But uh, but I'm again, but again, but again, he got a he got a nice lesson on on night number one, man. Like, you know, he got a nice yeah. lesson. Yeah, he, he found out that they don't about you. Still, I don't give about myself. Like, he, he found yeah. Out. So it's like, yo, it's all about what you can do for him. So now you got you got to you know work on your game, prove them wrong, use it as motivation, like, get your Randy Moss on. It's like. Torch, torch the Sixers when you play them. Like, yeah, that's essentially what you got to do. You got to put this as a lesson, man. Lesson that this is business. And, you know, work on your game. Try to prove them wrong. Right. And, you know, in Phoenix, when but you I, but I get, I get off the, the bench against the, the Sixers, you shoot every time, every minute that you're in the game. Yeah, I like to still just poop on him. You send my poop on him right there, too. Like, like he can't even work his way into the starting lineup eventually ever. But anyway, um, Skyview is in the chat room. He's a Sixers fan. He said, "I hope we didn't draft Zaire Smith off of one dunk in the tournament." <laughs> nah, I don't. <laughs> I, I think it was just the, the trade package. Like, better. I heard he's better than uh, than the gentleman from Villanova, or potentially better. Think, has more. I think oh, Zaire Smith. I think he's. He might be. I think he's a little more Not right assertive. Now. I think he's a little more assertive. Mikael Bridges to me in his college career reminded me of like a Jeff Green, like a talented dude who seems too shy to, to get hit. You know what I mean? Listen, man, I, I think Jeff he Green that, that, that's not who reminds Jeff me Green. He reminds me of a Jeff Green. Zaire Smith talks like he's an ESL, like English is, English is his second language. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I but he, he jumped like he jumped like he jumped human in his second race. <laughs> he, yeah, he jumps like an alien. But um, you know, people talked about you know Zaire can't can't shoot, and that's the problem the Sixers have with a lot of their wing guys anyway. Um, I I wouldn't just totally flat out say he can't shoot like. <laughs> He, I, I've seen him 
make some things and and the stuff that I've watched on him. Uh, I also wouldn't say he's a good shooter and that I want him to go out there and just launch three. But I think he's capable. It's not like he got some ugly form that he needs to change. He just has to get in the gym. So no, I just just definitely wanted to get y'all opinion on that whole situation because yeah, like Jimmy said, it it was mostly it was mainly the optics. I think it was a pretty good trade. Um another thing with the Sixers fans though, and we'll probably get more into this later too. Like if that pick doesn't get used in a trade this summer and the Sixers don't pick up a superstar via trade or free agency. I think a lot of fans are going to look at the summer as a failure when I just think the team is building. Like, okay, if you don't go grab one of these dudes, I'm still excited about next season. And I still think Listen, they're going to be one of the having... teams in the East. I think people are putting way too much stock because everybody's out, is out star hunting right now. So if we don't get one, we Listen, man. You 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 making you making a great point that I had a long conversation today um, with someone about it was in reference to real estate though but it's it's pretty much what you're saying I told somebody I said basically sometimes the, my best deals are the ones that I don't make and just because you know right. it's not a deal out there that I can get it the way I want it I'm not going to rush out just to be doing something I rather stop just to have a deal so, so, so yeah so for the analogy the six to stockpile that pick and see you know and and, and stay past sometimes not doing something is, is the best move you can make. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes people don't get that because because the way the NBA has become at this point, yo, it, it literally feels like the offseason might be more um, exciting than the regular season. Yo, I see more <laughs> NBA right. in the NBA during this point than I actually see when the game starts. It's like, yo, we got the arms race. No one cares about the regular season. Then everybody jumps back in on the playoffs. You got best mm-hmm. players in the world calling each other. You want to run with me? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it was like it's like it's like the, the mafia when they met up uh, at the App- Appalachian. So it's like that's that's kind of what the NBA players do now. They just get together and, and figure out what's going on. Right. I mean, at some point they're going to they're going to get GMs at some point. We're definitely going to get to all of that. It's the main topic of the show. So before we do, let's get to the phone lines. We got a, a, a few callers on the line. Let's first go out to Arizona to the homie Tobias. What's going on, Tobias? You in the war room? Oh, oh boy, time. boy, boy. I have, Goodbye. I must Mikhail, see the is, fans. Is Mikhail, I'm not there yet or no? I, I haven't seen him on any, Hey, I don't think his white girl let him out in Scottsdale yet. But uh, whoa, there's whoa, a lot of white whoa, girls whoa, out whoa. there. I already, know, in trouble. I already know some of the topics that Tobias wants to hit on. Cause I, I talked to him in the chat earlier today. So I know we're going to, I know we're going to discuss <laughs> on a little bit. I know we're going to discuss. Jameis for at least 30 seconds. <laughs> hey. Oh, Jameis, I, Jameis. I must be the fan of the team with the dumbest quarterback ever seen in my life. If they filed no criminal charges on you, why in the hell are you admitting doing anything? And, right. and, and, if, you, is, and if you don't know what Tobias is talking about, Jameis Winston, his three-game uh, suspension um, is official. Uh, he has to serve the three games. But what he did after the suspension came down was basically issue an apology to the Uber driver or Lyft driver, whichever company it was. Um, they all work for both of them. But um, he issued an apology. And up until that point, we had been told that Jameis Winston was innocent. 
So it kind of seems like, you know, now that he's issuing the apology, that he's admitting some kind of guilt. So Tobias is basically saying, what the hell? So, so Greg, I just wanted to explain that to the people if they didn't hey. know what you were talking about. I said, dude, your name ain't Trump. You can't admit to this stuff and still get your money. This idiot has not gotten his big contract yet, right? So he may lose all of that. His homeboy, Ronald Darby, who plays for the Eagles, seems like always around when James get caught up. Darby somehow always skates. But the thing <laughs> was, those stories say, James says. His dad yeah. works in the beaches like three miles from my house. <laughs> and like James was, it was like, yeah, he started drinking yeah, alcohol. My thing is, what kind of friends you got? Because my thing is, we all know that once somebody gets drunk, we're not going to let them ride the Uber alone because you never know what could happen. Hell, he could have gotten robbed. Who knows if he's drunk and stuff. You never know what could have happened. But you don't want – like I've been in situ- Yeah, because I've been in situations where, hey, I had a little too much. I had a female Uber driver. I said, forget this. I canceled it. I found a male Uber driver. Because you Yo, don't want nothing. got everybody shook, yeah. You ain't lying. Dudes don't even want hey. lady Uber drivers no more. Me too. Me too got y'all shook. Hey. And, and here's the thing. Because as a friend, we all been there. We go out. We make sure our homie a little loose. Hey, man, we go, we all, we go roll to my crib. Make sure nothing happens. But the thing is, is that the way this NFL is, and me too, he hasn't gotten his second contract. He may not be with the Bucks after next season. Or if they do resign him, instead of 20-something million, he may get eight. So look at how much money he's potentially losing or even his career behind this stuff. Yeah, yeah he's going yeah. to get an incentive-laden deal where they're going to pay him a base of seven and say, look, Jameis, you can earn up to $24 million. Yeah, let me let me if read you real quick what he said. In in his statement, he said um, he apologizes to the Uber driver, saying it's uncharacteristic of me, and I genuinely apologize. He adds that he's eliminated alcohol from his life, and he's disappointed in the decision, but he understands the NFL's process. Yeah. Good, man. Uh, <laughs> like I said, one, I don't want hey, I want them to cut Ryan Fitzpatrick. Every time he's on the team, somehow he ends up starting by a hook or by crook. I don't know <laughs> what he has. <laughs> somebody gets hurt, somebody gets caught up, but he ends up starting. But the thing is, is that you gotta know just like one thing here. You sh- if if there's no criminal charges, there's no need to admit to anything. Uh, so I don't maybe, know what happened. Maybe he, maybe he was drunk when he did that. Yeah, it may be. And you know when <laughs> you're drunk. I eliminated alcohol from my life, but I'm twisted right now, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. message, I will. Yeah, and the thing is, look at it. See, here's the thing. Look, I remember Shannon Sharp was telling a story where we had a James. He was like, he got caught up that someone accused him of something. He said, if the, if the maid come by the room, he's taking the food and closing the door. Or she clean, he leaves. Because nowadays, it's a mere accusation. Even if they find nothing on you, what do they say? Oh, you paid them off. Or, oh, yeah, he is paid, she was scared, or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Innocent. We actually yeah. got um, live audio of Jameis 
He's, he's making a statement now about his former statement. I'd like to explain something. Uh, you know, I ain't punchy. I got what you call, like, I don't know, a relaxed brain, but I ain't punchy, you know. It's just... <laughs> he ain't hey, punchy. My, my no. thing is, what did he do? He put a Craigslist ad out to like, hey, you want to be my PR guy, my attorney? There's no way in <laughs> hell that a good attorney <laughs> PR guy would say this. Uh, he might have, oh, yo, Ron, need to call Jimmy, he might have looked on Fiverr and found one. What did he do? He wrote the terms of the contract down for on the back of a cocktail napkin? What is Goon doing? <laughs> he he ruined his yeah. career. I'm like, who left that statement out? Zeke Elliott probably knocked that woman out last year when he was in college. He ain't admitted to nothing. Which was smart. Zeke on his Yes. Yo, in my thing, yo, still saying, Zeke saying he wasn't the one who pulled that girl breast out at the parade. We got it on camera and say, no, not me. I do not recall. Only black dude there told somebody it wasn't me. Zeke was like, nah, I didn't let Dak squirt me with a penis gun. Nah, it wasn't me. I know. <laughs> you know what? Know the trouble. But, what? All right, so what you got, man, about this? NBA crap. Oh, boy. The thing is, I believe the Golden State Warriors have gotten everybody losing their damn minds over here. Uh, of here's the thing about this. The reason their, team, their super team quote-unquote works, one, Jerry West didn't trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. <laughs> and the, they got the chemistry. When they got Kevin Durant, they didn't have to gut the roster. They kept their bench, and everybody knows their roles. And so now you're talking about these teams saying, well, gut our players to just bring these guys in. Are they going to be the ideal fit? Are they going to be – how much money are they going to cost because his cap is not going up? Hey, we may be in for another lockout soon. So we have the well, money to sign these oh, veterans. Was Jerry even there when they um, made that they, they made that move uh, – when well, they didn't make the move, should I say? For yeah, he was. He, he was a, he he was a consultant. Yeah, but I, okay, because I know that he wasn't running the show. They had somebody. They had somebody else running the show. He was just um. He was consulting. He was on some, yeah, consulting nothing. He was getting a check. But listen, um, yeah. my point is, I, I understand what you're saying about these things fit, but the fact of the matter is, even though sometimes things fit and work, and I've been on record as saying is that's why it works. Listen, man. Um, at the end of the day, the NBA is about talent. Sometimes you can yeah. out talent somebody, and, and proof of that is. Some of those Heat teams, the Heat exactly wasn't a perfect fit, but they had success in the Heat. Sometimes you can yeah. out-talent people. I think the game has changed forever. Is that the exception or the rule? Is that the exception mm-hmm. or the rule? That you can out-talent Is that people? the exception? Yeah, meaning think, no, no, you no. can gut a roster, I mean, throw a super team together, and not have chemistry, but just because they're a super team and they're that talented, they'll win. Um. I can't make I can't make a determination one way or another because I, I mean we haven't really seen that super teams. I mean we we we'll start talking about super teams like what uh what the Lakers did. Those dudes fifty years old, so you really can't count that. Um to me there's only really yeah. been a couple super teams so far. Um so I think time will tell, but I think the game has changed forever from this point on. So yeah. how teams used to be built and things used to work just don't work now. So like GMs are going to have to adapt to this climate and start being more creative in how they do things. Um, but imagine being a GM before there was free agency period, and and then then being a GM and having to adapt with free agency. 
So now it's just a, it's just another evolution of uh, you know um, the NBA, and people are going to have to adapt. So you, you right know, now, nobody can beat the Warriors. I mean, with, with the team crowd, they're not can beat them. I mean, with the exception of possibly Boston um, come back healthy, they may give them a good run. But I mean, everybody's going for it. You know what I think yeah, though, and I think the thing is I, like we. It's, I'm sorry, I think, it's like it's like when you watch these reports tomorrow. You only got to make all these trades. And I'm like, and I think what happens is that sometimes people don't understand. Like LeBron, let's say he goes, brings some people with him to L.A., they're all veterans. they all been through the whole pressure of championship of bust. Some of these young cats, that's a big adjustment for them. And are they ready for that? Or, uh, like, let's just say, like, Philly, for example. I, I don't think there's championship of bust mode yet. I don't think they need to just go ahead and go crazy and blow everything up. Their, their best well, two players no, they, have like a hundred games between them. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and immediately make like a championship with Bust. I'm like, these players got to mature. Go to so, yeah, those like, guys mature before they Philly, want. Philly had a, a little modicum of success, and now everybody wants to rush it. Like, calm down. But you know what though? The the, the reason people want to rush things now is because like what we're seeing in this new NBA is. Within a couple of years, Ben and Joel um, probably won't like each other, and one of them is going to be asking to get away from the other because that's just how things work in this new NBA. Um, <laughs> ben going to team up with LeBron's son. I mean, listen, Rich Paul is his agent. But what I'm saying is another thing Ronnie about Dave. Tobias is another thing about this whole situation, Tobias, is people get to step over nothing. The fact of the matter is they have a 24-7 news cycle, and there's 87,000 sources of information, whether we're talking about ESPN, Bleacher Reports, uh, Fox, Sports Illustrated, so on and so forth. There's so many things, and everybody wants to have the up on each other, so they print ridiculous stories. It's to the point that it was a make-up thing. They make up conversations that may or may not have happened um, just to hype things uh, up. Stephen and a. the fans get, so, fans <laughs> get so like moved by it. And they like be so emotional, and I'm like, no, most of the stuff is garbage. Most of the stuff mm. is straight garbage. Here's the thing. Here, here's one thing that I say. Uh, I think with this, it's also important to be a well-run franchise as well. It's not just about hey, the market. Well, mostly market because some of these markets just suck. Uh, ain't nobody saying I want to move to Memphis or Oklahoma. Uh, let's just be honest about that. But it's also about being well run because the Knicks, the Bulls, two of the three biggest markets, the three of the most, two of the three most valuable franchises, can't even get meetings because they aren't well run. And I think that is something these teams got these these teams got to look at. You got to run your team. Look at Atlanta. Black men have a ball in Atlanta. Can't get a meeting with nobody. They ain't had a star since Dominique Wilkins. So you got to be well, well run nowadays. It's crazy that nobody's teamed up in Atlanta yet, though. <laughs> I mean, but as has Atlanta put themselves in position in terms of dumping salaries and having an off-season where they can? So it's just know, it's the you got to have a, you got you, I know what you're saying, but you got to have Schroeder, baby. Hey, it's Schroeder, when they freed up a bunch of cap space, but it was like, y'all ain't going to get nobody. Like, yeah, yeah, they didn't <laughs> get anybody. They tried. It was a waste of time. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Lakers cleared up a bunch of cap space last time, and they didn't get LeBron. They got Jeremy Lin. So I mean, sometimes it happens that way. But, um, <laughs> no, but it's but it's surprising when it happens to the Lakers. Like it's 
you know, yeah, the Lakers yeah, but, but, have, but, but, have struck but, out in the past few years with that. We like paid Carlos Boozer. We just move on. Like, what about going? But, here? but here's another thing. Here's another thing. Here's another thing, Tobias. And a lot of us as fans tend to do this. We think most of these organizations care about winning, and some of them don't care whether they win. So, the if Bulls. I run an organization, if I run an organization, and I don't even care if I win, but I have a chance to go out there and LeBron, Paul, George, Kawhi, any sort of combination of those, I'm going to make money. I'm going to compete, but I'm going to compete enough where I could turn a uh, profit. So. It's several different ways to look at what's going on in the NBA, but the cream will rise to the top. Somebody will figure out how to navigate within these waters because even with Golden State, once this nucleus is broke up, like they're going to be with everybody else. They just happen to have a young nucleus, so they're going to get the most out of it at this moment. But I think that the game has kind of changed forever to the point where we may never see those teams that have anchors for 10, 12 years. I think that's dead. Yeah, I think I, I Golden, I think Golden State, I think Golden Look, State is going to be that. I think Golden going to be that team uh, because I don't see them using the same super team. Model. It's funny because people's perception yeah, but it, but of what going to be, they're not going to be able to afford mm-hmm. them. They you can't, I mean? can't afford it. Yeah. At some point, all of them dudes going to be like, "All right, we got enough Play shit, next year. and." Somebody's dumb enough to pay all of us the, the super max or the max or whatever. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you've, been, you've been at the table grubbing. You've got gonna, a couple of rings. You're like, that's no, checked at off. At this point, you got to make more money. You know what? I'm going to get $200 million. Watch. You a max deal to be the number one option. Draymond is getting it. Draymond already took a pay cut or, or he took he less. He got to get your money. To get everything together, I think by the time the next contract is up, you know, Draymond is going to be like, "Look, let me get mine before you know, <laughs> before they realize yo, I'm not as good as they think I am." Yo, Draymond, Draymond <laughs> put too. up like ten and six, and he's going to get 150 million somewhere. What? <laughs> hey, so but here's the thing: for Lonzo Ball to bust somehow with those same numbers, but uh, but, but but here's the thing: I'll say this. I'll say this before Blame I run. Blame LeVar. Blame uh, LeVar. Hey, Jason Tatum one. is a superstar with same yeah. numbers. You know what? I actually feel for Leangelo. Not Leangelo. What's, what's, what's the middle one? Leangelo? Uh, yeah. That boy ain't had a chance of hell of playing the league. And, and there would have been no shame in playing four years at UCLA and seeing what you got overseas or maybe getting on the NBA. Just so but shame no, in that. I think, I think, I think that if he played in UCLA for a there might have helped him. Exactly. Right. I think he could have. Dad ain't taking him out of school. I, I think, he might have made it to the Yeah, league. I think this whole thing, this yeah. whole thing, like, just backfired on him. But I think if he would have, but actually, he did it to himself, too, because I don't even know if that happens if he don't go out there and, and do it, get his uh, step game on. But the thing is, what they're essentially asking them to do, they're asking the NBA to take his least talented son directly out of high school. That's basically what they're asking. I mean, because they play, like, four or five games in Lithuania, that don't count. All right, but Tobias, you know we always appreciate your call, good brother. Hey, guys. Hey, I said this, this before I go. I said this before I go. Yeah, Thanks for taking my call. Hey, in the three years, Joel and B going to tell about Ben Simmons on Twitter uh, smashing a chick that uh, that was kissing dudes, somebody that's her best friend. But y'all take it easy. <laughs> Yo. Pay off the shot of the movies, cuz. And then, and then Joel going to team up with Mo Bamba's wingspan. All right. Uh, <laughs> Yo, not Mo, Bamba, not Mo Bamba, though. <laughs> All right, well, let's go down to the GA. Um, the homie Nas is on the line. Nas, what's going on, good brother? 
No, ain't nothing, man. Sitting out here, it's raining like hell. It's good with y'all. Well, Under my not, chair, how, man. Watching this NBA stuff, like, like Jimmy said, there's more going Atlanta? on now. Yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the city, man. Uh, when I, okay. you know, while I'm That's at work, but when I get off back to the hood, not in the actual city, you know how I go. But uh, you yeah, already, I, I want to, <laughs> right? Want to get into the NBA stuff, man? Because look, like with Bridges, I, I think people are saying Philly assessed him as you know kind of less man. When it might it might have been more a salary cap thing anyway. Just looking at that tenth player draft slot, they might have been thinking towards the future and how their cap's going to go. And just not might have wanted to pay that slot, you know what I'm saying? Because right. that's that's kind of happening well. a lot now, mm-hmm. where you keep deferring stuff and getting second round picks in the future in order not to commit to you know paying somebody in that position, you know, in that position. Uh, that's kind of where the stashing players in Europe thing kind of comes up big. So th- this may have just been Philly just looking at the you know the contract period, not necessarily you know the player, but uh, right. as far as free agency. I think we're getting some weird stuff out of San Antonio. Like this whole idea of I don't want to trade somebody to a rival or to a conference power, those days are dead, man. you got to make the best deal possible and the deal that's on the table. Uh, They've come come to their senses since then. (laughs) Yeah, if Kawhi comes back, you're still not a contender. They're mad. So, uh, I mean, it's best to get young assets and keep it moving. Matter of fact, I ship Kawhi out, get the best package for the Lakers, and then I ship uh, your man out to Boston. Uh, LaMarcus, I, I'd ship him out to Boston do a full rebuild for Pop's last run. Because rolling out there with what they have where Manu is still getting minutes, like, y'all not serious, man. Start this thing over. I, I'm sure they don't want Lonzo, but, hell, I'd take Ingram and Kuzma and take that Ding contract and, and you know, uh, a little bit of picks and, and keep it moving, man, because you're not a real contender. The you know funny I mean? thing like, about I feel it like is people are lying to themselves. Yeah, when this thing started, like, they had absolutely no leverage. The only reason that they even have a little bit of leverage now is because you've gotten two or three other teams into the bidding war to try, you know, making offers. You got Boston making offers for Kawhi. You got Philly making offers for Kawhi. Um, Whether or not Boston and Philly are super serious about it or they're just trying to outbid, you know, trying to bid each other out, and send him west so the other team doesn't get him. Like I don't know what's their real thinking, but they, you know, the, the Spurs went from like when they first spurned the Lakers when the Lakers called, like they were at a point where like yo you have no leverage whatsoever. Like this is where the dude wants to go. So and and the the fact is even if he was patient about it and he's like okay I'll come back next year. And then just leave and go there for nothing. Like you said, it's better to get some some young assets rather than be prideful and say, I don't want to help the Lakers get better. Like, come on. Or he comes back like and, and gets hurt, and now you get, you know, pennies on the dollar for him. He don't even get the value you know, you're supposed to get. So it's I mean, it's yeah. kind of like they don't they don't want to conform to kind of what's going on in the league. Like, look, we're going we, we to keep fighting. I'm not, we're not doing what everybody else is doing. And it is kind of ridiculous because they could have gutted the Lakers like a fish. Well, they still can. Yeah. Um, they still can. Thanks and to like, and, and like you said, rebuild. And like you said, rebuild. I mean, it's, I think it's, the it's only crazy, fear, man. I, I don't Jimmy, get it. I think the only fear the Lakers have is if they let him go to Philly or Boston, if they have a season where they go to the finals and it looks like, you know, they're going to be good in the future. They, they feel, you know, one of those two teams might be able to change his mind. 
Because you, you sit here and you wonder why the Lakers are offering anything for the dude when he's already expressed to everybody he wants to go there. But I think that's their only fear. If he goes to one of these <laughs> people that he can yeah, make a yeah, contender. So look, look, um, like Boston's look, already like, a contender. I think he can make Philly a contender. I think the, right, the Lakers right. are fearful that he can, you know what I mean? You say you're not going to go. You're just going to tell her to come back after she gets, you know, after they get through going out. Hey, man, they right. might end up having a real lot of fun, bro, and you might up right. up at the crib and she don't fall through. Like, no, you need to right. lock it down yeah. you can lock it down sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you're going to have to go to yes, that bar sir. you don't want to go to. You know Yo, what I mean? Now you just, told, and, and, you just told the realest hypothetical story that I've ever heard. <laughs> I hey, mean, man, college, bring you to college. No, I ain't trying to go to the club. Just come back after you finish. She go out and get lit with some other dude. <laughs> and, and she end up, with a whole, end, end up in a whole other dude bed. But you know the crazy part about all this real, is like, I, I, reality I, hypothetical. I forgot. I forgot just how good Kawhi was. So I started like looking up and I was like, I forgot he was defensive player. He did get an yeah. offensive game. He did work on his jump shot. Like that season MVP. that he missed, well, for whatever reason, he missed it. I forgot how good he was becoming. Like, he really was coming into his own. Um, he shot 44 from three like, last year. Hey, hey man, you, you, like, you put, you put him with LeBron, man. Yeah, we're talking about all-time great team. You're talking about facing Golden State and saying, okay, Kawhi, your only responsibility is KD. Make it uncomfortable, which he has the ability to do, man. Like, they're going to be a problem yeah. if they're able to put I that forgot, together. Dude. I forgot how great a defender he was. Like, it's just, it's just amazing just how fast you can forget when somebody's not there because you're watching all these other Uber athletes like perform at a high level and he didn't really Brian play trying to play with you. I forgot. He's trying to have dude defending hey, hey, you no hey, more. Hey, go, go back to go to YouTube. I want to say it's the last Spurs uh, Heat series. Uh, Bron's at the line and something happens where an exchange happens and they do the substitution and Kawhi comes back in and LeBron is visibly on his face like, damn. Like, you know what I mean? Because he didn't get the free throw off before, <laughs> before your man got the check back in again. Oh, hey, that's he why you want to play with him. And, 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 and you know what else we missing? How about since Kawhi never talks, how about he might be real L.A. And he might just not like kicking it with them Spurs dudes. He might not be a Tim Duncan, Tony Parker type dude. Like, they might be corny as hell to him. He might not like going out or hanging with them. Just because they might be a certain type of dude. I mean, we can all imagine what type of dudes those are. Like he might yeah. get kicked a whole different way. He might get out there and talking told at all kind of violence <laughs> and everything else, me. dude. Like, we might be asleep on Kawhi. You know but what I'm saying? Told me, some, yeah, somebody told me that Kawhi is like he's from the big city, so he's from out in L.A. And they said that um, that's like his experience with the big city. So they was like, if he gets out of the city and realizes, like, oh, this is not that much different, he might stay somewhere else. Because right. he went from he went from living in L.A. to, like, living in San Antonio. So those are, like, two extremes. <laughs> Chicken with Tony hey, Park. Like, nah, bro. That yeah, 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 no. in his head, in his head, it's like, drinking wine, speaking French. LA? <laughs> Send me back. Right. He's like, this is the world outside LA? Send me back. <laughs> Playing solitaire oh, with Tim Don't nobody want to do it. And, and, and let, me, let me add the, the one last thing, man. The free agency period, we always look at the big fish. But, man, there's some value, value pieces out there, too. The teams that Philly and, and teams like that should be looking at. Will Barton and Avery Bradley, Nerlens Noel, like guys like that who you can get on good deals, those are going to be important picks too. Those are the ones uh, we're kind of slipping on because we're always talking about, you know, where the stars are going and what the stars, the stars are going to do. Yeah. But yeah. 
yeah, KCP uh, out there. I, I'm guessing he's going to leave L.A. if LeBron doesn't go there. But guys like that, man, that, that's really good for roster building. Garrett Temple would be really good in Philly. Not a great player, but a good role player, veteran guy. You know what I mean? Kind of adds yeah. to what you already have. Can do the things you need them to do, and ain't gonna have the ball much. Like that stuff really matters, man. So it's, you I, ain't gonna, I you ain't gonna convince Philly fans of that now, man. One one yeah yeah one fifty win season spoiled, man. They like if they don't get one of those big name guys, they're gonna feel that it's a failure. And I'm I'm irked that people are looking at it that way. I'm like, dang, we're like we just started to, you know, the rebuild <laughs> is finally bearing some fruit. Well, and now we want to. What, you know, what that shows you is, what that shows you is they don't have a lot of faith. They don't have a lot of faith in the two guns that they have. That's what that shows you because after this season, this is probably the only season they can really get a big gun because after this they want to start paying them. So, right. um, so that's well, the remember, one. Remember, Joel show you. Yeah, so he's good. Joel already re up and. He's not making what he could make because he was such a an injury question. Because he got bad feet. You know. Right, yeah, right. So he, chef, so he just paid. You know, you know, you know, the, you know the NBA has got him on a discount because of the injury. It's somewhat, but here's the thing with that, though. The NBA in 2018, them contracts don't mean nothing. Cats would be like, I, I want know, but, money now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we always <laughs> got that. that, that you be like, dog, that, you got six that, years left. I don't care. Pay me now. We always got that, that $65 million down in the pocket. We we can get rid of Covington if we ever need anything. Hey, after <laughs> Joe Johnson's like deal yesterday. got moved, any any deal is possible to be moved. So right. it really don't right. matter how bad Dev, it is. Never get rid of Robert Covington for Garrett Temple. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what's good? You know what's good about Robert Covington right now? is the fact that he was first team all Nothing. defense because that raises his trade value. So we Price could get rid of him. Up. People think they're getting a great defender. And I think he'd be getting tricked <laughs> right. every night, but that's me. Uh, <laughs> me as well. Uh, and, and the last I, thing I want to add, uh, Atlanta is never involved in free agency because, gentlemen, uh, people like to play here, meaning they got, you know, not stay here, here. Just they like here. to do things. Exactly. They don't want wifey or girlfriends to actually live here and be unintimidated. Yeah, so, too many strip you I've actually heard that Magic Johnson is grooming his daughter EJ to make a play for ownership <laughs> of the Hawks. Have you heard? Have you heard anything to that? No, I no, I ain't heard about that, man. That that would be it. Because the guy just bought him a few years ago, so. I don't know if he's fully invested or yeah, not, but Magic wants that EJ, thing right now. Magic wants EJ. Magic wants EJ to feel at home in a place where he belongs <laughs> and to be a part of the city. Oh, oh, oh! I ain't even get it at city. I ain't even get it at first. But since you brought up his name, all I want to say is, what has he done? You know what I'm saying? Big Magic. Big Magic. Uh, man, hey, nah, thanks for your call, man. <laughs> you know we always enjoy it. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, good one, man. <laughs> what has he done? Big Can you tell me? Big Magic Johnson, what has he done? Well, yes, he's a business person. He, uh, he's got AIDS. Did he do any <laughs> business? I'd like... <laughs> Yo! Yo, your man was out of his no. mind when he was about to lose the team. He was out of his mind. 
Like, how do you go on the internet? Yo, well, he's a businessman. He's got eight. Like, yo. First of all, he's going to get back into that. That dude's crazy. Big magic now. All right, man, let's take one more so we can get to some of these topics before we can, you know, before we get into this NBA stuff. Oh, boy. Um, Let's go out to to Cali, out to Rob and Cali. What's going on, Rob? Yo, Robert. <laughs> we can yes. hear you, man. Go ahead. Yes. We got to be quick, yo, man. Yo, yo, what's good, man? It's your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. Yo, Mr. Showtime, A-K-A. Big Rob. Yo, yo, it's a Big Rob, a.k.a. I something like the Dilla in Manila. Yo. Yo, why you out of breath, Rob? <laughs> yo, yo, all, all, all right, I got. You, you squeezing one, huh? cuz? Why you out of breath? Because <laughs> I'm on a bike, too. Are you on your bike? You getting some yams? Yeah? You getting some yams? Yeah? All that, man. We get cats calling from the bike. No, no, no. You working no, out? No, no, no. But uh, I'm working out, but yo, I, 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 I can tell you like this, man. Laker Nation is pumped up, and like Malcolm X said, by any means necessary, make the Lakers great again. I know everybody was talking crap about Magic getting a job because he's Magic. Y'all ain't say the same thing about Bird. Y'all ain't say the same thing about Joe Dumars or Jerry West or anybody. But anyway, but yo, you know, it, all I got to say is this, man. Y'all pumped Make up. 95% of y'all don't even like LeBron. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, no, we're about to, Deb, we're about to see a whole lot of dudes. Dev, 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 you're wrong. Dev, you're wrong. 100% of... A hundred percent of us don't like LeBron, but hey, we will, but we like championships more, baby. Okay, bring his flopping big ass over here, man. Okay, okay, let's. Yo, he's the king. He, he's he. You, you know, um, I I think I think I think um, I think hell no, hell no, save. I want a championship. You kidding me? I, I ain't getting no chip. Yo. <laughs> let Drew Holiday, Cali, Drew Holiday, and and they didn't make the playoff sense until like now. But hey, listen, man, uh, I really so you, want. So you, so you uh, think Philly has? We haven't made the playoffs because we traded Drew Holiday. That's the reason. I'm just asking. Is that what you're saying? He, he, he and was, was the reason why y'all got there. And when y'all let them go, it was nothing. You realize how many people left after that? Like they gutted the whole team, though. And I like Drew. Yo, I have no idea. You know, you you no idea what's going on right now. I was I, I, I was that because then they had a really good guard and Michael Carter. They let him. He's trash. No, about the no, no, no. He's, he's not trash. good. He's not good. What has he done? <laughs> <laughs> Big Michael Carter. Was. But but what has he done? Happen is. Is, um, Where are they now? George is coming to L.A. I, one thing is about Kawhi Leonard. I want to ask Jimmy, and I want to ask B. Austin, uh, and Devin can cut out the end. Is it worth giving up Kyle Kuzma to get him? And, yes. And yes. Do you answer think, your question, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yo, and I like and I like Kyle Yo. Kuzma more than I like him, but dude is the best player in the world. Come on, man. Rob, you gotta stop breathing hard to see your phone, cuz. 
You got to stop breathing so, hard. Kawhi, Kawhi, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's a top five player. So he plays on both still. sides. So. You there? All right. Is it? Hello? Is he there? Is he there? Yeah, he said he said Kawhi Leonard is a top five player. He plays on both sides of the ball. That was his answer to you. Now, Rob, now, come on. Now, now be awesome. Be, be awesome. What's going on right now? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, man. They probably t- found out that I was um smuggling undocumented immigrants back to their homeland, which is in California. That's near here. Rob over there looking at Rob over there looking at pictures of Jimmy's hair. Man, you're looking at pictures of the three songs with the ball with the ball <laughs> brothers and the freaking holidays. Yeah, you playing ball good. on the holiday. <laughs> next time next time you look at that post Rob, look at the parentheses and then go look at the remote control on your TV. You got one. Went way Dad, over your head, cuz. Way over your head. David, all the arguments, didn't you read the, let, the time I told you I was partially dyslexic, man? Come on, man. You know that's how I get my, half my arguments <laughs> online. But if you know that, you can show them. Because I don't want to be the one to have to put that out there on social media because then I'm going to look like the bad guy. No, DK Everybody don't listen to the show. But they don't hear you calling in admitting to this stuff. They just see you trolling. On the on the on the page. It's, All right, it, man. What's it, up? Because we got to roll. It, what else you got? It's it's with love. It's always love. I know. It's always it is. I, I'll take that seriously. Wait, wait. wait you ain't got to worry about that over here. It's all love. Uh, 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 all I gotta say is. Um, you are our most loyal supporters, because, man. Because 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 I wanna say it. Do you think like 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 yeah. Like I want to ask be awesome this because what's ethic is everything. Do you think the 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 Lonzo Ball will put in the work ethic to make him a great guard, or do you think it's like Paz do the do will eventually go downhill? He only cares about making uh, just records to light skinned dudes, and you know he doesn't really care about basketball. You know, and also and, and also um, with. It all depends on how much you listen to his daddy. I think, I think that first, first you got to become an independent thinker, and that hasn't happened yet. So, um, I, I really, I really don't know. I think from a talent standpoint, he had the talent to be anywhere from pretty good to be even very good. But I don't know that that will materialize in the conditions that he's grown up in and the fact that he's still, yeah, you know, under the influence right, right. of his dad. And, all right, man. No, I'm saying you can finish answering this question. But, he's still on there, but he, his line makes Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that he'll, I don't think he'll blossom into everything that the hype machine created. And then that's not, you know, that's not a knock on him. The only person we've ever really seen that has lived up to every ounce of the hype is LeBron. That boy did it. But Lonzo had a lot of hype. I don't think that he can live up to that. And that put him under unfair scrutiny during his rookie season because his rookie year wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. I'm a key. 
I'm going to keep telling people this, man. And I ain't going to keep going to bat for Lonzo like I'm his biggest fan or something. But the dude averaged 10, 7, and 7 in what everybody's calling a bad season. Lonzo's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lonzo's going to be fine. Think, I, don't even, I don't even think he had that much hype. He had hype in terms of popularity, but most people were saying that he was going to be a bum. Most people <laughs> said he was nothing but, nothing but his pop mouth. Like, so I don't think he had hype to live up to. Like, yeah. That's just my but, but but come on, the dude. I mean, it would have been a, a very small. But the dude almost averaged a triple double in his rookie year that everybody said was a terrible year. So 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 it's like if we expect him to well, improve, it's a couple things. I guess work ethic it's is the word. Good. It's because I mean, it's it, it's because he's playing in a big market. He wasn't even the best rookie on his team. Um, right. So. That they kind of at least not because like, I still think the team looked better when he was on the court versus when he wasn't. Yeah, but the Kang is the Kang, dog. The Kang, the Kang put the ball in the basket, but he wasn't interested in doing nothing else on the basketball court. Hey man, my man B. Austin said they don't count nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean you ain't got to try to do nothing else. <laughs> you just be ready yo, for it not to be counted. Kang. <laughs> Kang cool, yo, that's man. why I eat a Kang. Yeah, I mean, and also Dwayne Casey wasn't my pick, but I but I ain't mad at it. 
You know, sometimes people, when they pick something or they root for somebody, you know, you fall on one side, and if that person or thing doesn't win, like, you crapping on everything else <laughs> to make sure All that thing looks good. Yeah, like, I have a lot of All things where, like, sexual. this is my opinion, but if somebody was to argue for this opinion, I wouldn't be mad at it. And, you know, that's how I am with a lot mm-hmm. of them. That's how I am with the coach of the year. So congrats to, to all of these people um, who won that. Quick stat of the week before we move on. Um, just interesting. In the last five years, three of the last five MVPs in the NBA were all drafted and one time played at the same time for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Y'all know who those guys are. Um, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Russell Westbrook, and now – Enters the fray, the homie, the beard, um, James Harden. So shout out to OKC drafting and losing <laughs> all of the guys that they drafted after an NBA Finals run. But um, congrats. What's to interesting them. about that to me is that kind of like because of that, it kind of like makes you go back and revisit it, and you realize that they basically um, didn't want to. They they came up with five million more. They could have kept Harden. And who knows how that would have changed. At the same do time, though, though, do you feel as though OKC should be folded and put into Bolivian because they were weren't able to maintain those three guys? I no, mean, it's all it's all business history. Like it's revisionist history. At the time, yeah. at the time, I didn't think they made the wrong decision based upon everything else, but. Um, it's easy now to sit back and say, man, they should have just cut him that check. But right. um, I think it was also, wasn't it Ibaka was a part of that? They would have had to get rid of Ibaka. But, I mean, right. you know, at the time, Ibaka, I mean, at you know, some so, point you do need a big, but Ibaka turned from a big to, you know, he tried to be James Harden now shooting threes all the time. So that was kind of un- a waste. Un- 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 sight. But it wasn't Very a un- terrible un- decision back then. And, mm-hmm. and y'all know I've said this before, man. I still hold it. Um, tight by me that there's, there's really no telling that James Harden really wanted to re-sign there though. James Harden would have never yeah. become the man, the player that he is today having to play third fiddle to those dudes. And you know even mm-hmm. if a lot of us thought a lot of people thought he was better than Russell but at the, at the same time there was a pecking order and we knew that and you know dude they weren't going to want to be the sixth man for the rest of his career, and having all three of them in a starting lineup might not work. You know what I'm saying? He might have balled for that particular team better off the bench. But looking at James Harden and what I know about him now, I really just – I think people – I think he allows people to use that number, you know, as kind of an excuse so he doesn't look like the bad guy. But I don't think he wanted to go back there. I think he wanted to go somewhere and put up 50s like he does. <laughs> No, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, from everything we know, James Harden likes to, uh, to party hard off the court. Like, he's that guy. Like, he's the guy that's going to give you 50 in 50, no defense, because they don't count. He don't, he, don't keep, he don't score no defenses. Um, right. So he's going to give you 50. And that went, into, out. that went into a lot, you know, of the decision that they had to make between him and Ibaka, too. At the time, Ibaka was a hell of a defender. Like, he just, he used to be a big man. Hell of a defender. No, hell that, of a that, shot that, that was my point. My point is, my point is, it's easy <laughs> right. to sit no, back I, I, down and have revisionist history and say that 
But at the same time, though, I think part of what you're saying is correct in the sense that he wanted to go to a bigger city where he could score 50, give you zero defenses, and go get a chip, get, and get party, in the party. IG models DM. Because exactly. shout, out, shout, exactly. shout out to the old man, Hank Rawlison. All they got in Oklahoma City is one Chili's, and that's where they got a party after every <laughs> He was tired of partying at Chili's. <laughs> so he needs he, to go to the he, yeah, yeah, he he do he do his thing. He do he has a a mean nightlife game. So, you know, he score more nightlife than he do defenses. So with that Shout being said, I Mello. think part of what you're saying is eating outside at Chili's the other night taking pictures. Yo, my man Mello was a drinking Bordeaux on the south of France in the street on a moped. Yo, he said, I don't care about basketball. I'm going to hate and watch me get this money. <laughs> Mello said, if they hate, then let him hate. Well, watch his money. Mello damn sure opted in to get his $28 million next year. Yo, not oh, only did he uh, opt in, he opted in. He opted in and then sent a message out and said, haters can, what do he say? Haters can duck sick. That's what he said. <laughs> was, get your money, little uh, double upon, bag boy. <laughs> yo, upon, upon signing his uh, opt in, he wrote out a tweet in an Instagram post that said, haters, you know what I mean, can duck sick. I ain't mad so at him now because you know, all these opinionated right people out here, Jim, talking about what he should do and blah, blah, blah. Like, how many of y'all going to walk away from $28 million? Shut up. Shut Man, up. Look, if they money. hate, let them hate Word. watch the money pile up. Watch the money pile up. As my man Curtis Jackson up. once said. <laughs> <laughs> if they hate, then let them hate and watch the money pile up. Come on, man. All right, so. Salute to Mello, man. <laughs> Mello says ain't about basketball no more. <laughs> about this check. All right, before we get amusement, what happened while y'all were on the grind? Just real quick, y'all can check out our website at rollroomsports.com. If you want to call in in about five minutes and talk about NBA free agency, the trade market for Kawhi Leonard, we're going to be all in into stories in a few minutes. Um, right video. now, we're all in the videos. We're going to talk about what happened while you guys were on the grind. Uh, you guys tired of reading the same old sports books? Same lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, GOAT arguments, and all this other crap that's subjective and being passed off as facts. Be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. Now, stay with the acronym here. Smart people only read the sports. Now, if you don't, have, if you don't know how to spell sports, then that meant nothing to you. But this book has a mixture of great sports topics, hip-hop culture, just stuff like some, some stuff you just got to get. Because, you know, the humor in this bunch, like, if you don't get it, you might be lost when you're trying to navigate then, through a piece like this. But that also means you don't listen to the show. You don't right, get right, because, to our show. You know, we, we put you on the game all the time. And in the back of the book, you know, the, the author, Jimmy the Blueprint, conveniently gives you a War Room Sports glossary for a lot of the stuff, a lot of the terms and words that we might use that you don't understand. So once you understand what something means, you'll go back. A certain part and find it to be the most entertaining thing that you've ever read in your life. I don't understand life. how you didn't understand me on that sports joint. <laughs> and if you, don't, if you don't understand, put the book down and go back to your miserable life. No doubt, because this book is just like <laughs> Uniblab. <laughs> this book just like Uniblab. So go to sportsthebook.com <laughs> or get your copy from our website Yo, at warroomsports.com, but just don't miss the movement. Look, man. Shout out to the HU. No, <laughs> I don't know. Body kicking flab. Um, 
But shout out to the HU. Um, no disrespect to the homies over at Tissue and the Tape, but I mean the HU, not Damn. just HU. <laughs> Damn. Nah, that's Hampton Institute. Yeah, that's HI. Damn. Hampton Institute. <laughs> Jimmy's <laughs> going to instigate All right, so look, Ooh. Howard Student becomes the first African American world jujitsu champion. Um, the homie's name That's is crazy. Shane Jamil Hill Taylor. Oh, I hate you. So that means you know you come on camp, you come to homecoming acting crazy, boy might grapple with you on the yard and whoop that ass. But um. <laughs> <laughs> he was crowned the fifth international Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation's world champion, making him the very first African-American to hold that title. So we just want to give him a shout-out and how much we can say about that because, you know, we'll Man, run around studying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> you know, don't let him off the hook. You're going to catch all. <laughs> yeah. If you going to crown him, then crown his ass. So to be that, you know, at the <laughs> black belt level, and, and to be the, the first African-American to do it. That's funny. I mean, we're in 2018, and we're still experiencing first as a race. Oh, that was first my next that, bar. That, that we was need my to be next proud of. bar. Yeah, it, it's crazy. He's 20 years old, and he, he's going to be entering his last semester at Howard in the 2018-19 um, school year. So, I don't know. I can, right, I can imagine, B, that he's probably one of them dudes that walk around campus quiet, People probably don't even know. Uh, he gets no yams. He bought you, though, because his name was in the paper. His name was in the paper. Kawhi Leonard in the face type When I say paper, I'm just using that symbolically because don't nobody uh, read papers no more. This this was a shadow league. Or, <laughs> but so he basically on say, a, unless, he made, unless he made the shade room, they don't might know. He basically made no, ESPN. I would, I would like to, uh, he made black, black ESPN like shadow league. league. I'd like to make another another point to kind of buttress your point about Brazil. It's funny because Brazil is known as the jiu-jitsu capital of the world. Absolutely. And it's like when I think of going to Brazil, I don't think about wrestling with another man. <laughs> Not being in Brazil, no like if I, I don't really want I don't really want to go down there to tussle. With another dude, I mean, if that's what you do, that's fine. But for me, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to get do. my Brazilian. This is what y'all do. Salute to him. Salute to him. And then, you know, the three of us being alumni of HBCUs, we know that if you're 20 years okay. old and you're that close to gradu- that close to graduating that you're not really using your time to the fullest at an HBCU. So that's Even beyond that, at an HBCU, if you, if you do anything to, like, make any sort of national news, for the farming, the farming gets increased, like, uh, tenfold. Yeah. Right, so no, no, the yam yeah. farmer goes way, way up, but if you're that close to graduating at 20, you're not making full use of your time there socially. Yeah, that's what I say. He's probably a quiet dude. You know, they probably going to stunt his graduation rate right now. He's probably not going to get out when he's supposed to, like I said, because he made the newspaper. Um, I'm going to read you all a quick story from Archie Bradley. He's the ace reliever of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was on this week's Yahoo Sports MLB podcast, 
And they were talking about Adrian Hauser, the Milwaukee Brewers pitcher who recently barfed on the field. So they asked him a story about, you know, basically he was defending the dude and they asked him if he had any similar stories. Let me tell you what the dude said. (laughs) He said, I was warming up to go into a game. I knew I had the next hitter. I knew he was on deck. The app was kind of taking a little bit. Um, as a bullpen guy in these situations, I call them nervous pee. We're like, I don't have to pee a lot, but, you know, I have to pee before I go in the game. I can't believe I'm telling you this. So it's a 2-2 count, and I'm like, man, I have to pee. I have to go pee. So I run into our bathroom real quick. I'm ready to go. I'm trying to pee, and I actually shart in my pants. <laughs> like right before I'm about to go into the game, I poop my pants. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I know I'm a pitch away from going into the game. So I'm scrambling to clean myself up. I get it cleaned up the best I can, button up my pants, and our bullpen coach, Mike Fetter, say, hey, you're in the game. So I'm jogging into the game to pitch with poop in my pants. It was the most uncomfortable I've ever been on the mound. I actually had a good inning. I had a clean inning. No, you didn't, my dude. And I walked in the dugout and was like, God, I just shat myself. They didn't believe me. Then the bullpen came in, and they're like, oh, my God, you had to see this. So this dude went on the podcast and gave way too much information. All you had to do was say, I feel for the homie that barfed. But no, I, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's always refreshing to see a human being that doesn't take themselves seriously enough where they can tell you these type of stories about themselves for your entertainment because I thought it was one of the funniest things that I saw. I heard two stories this week. This was the Yo, second place. But I heard these two Beckham. stories back to back. And if you want to hear the other story, we'll let you know because it's going to be told one day on the Tissue and the Tape podcast. So we'll let you know when it's on there so you can listen to it. But this was the second funny story I heard this week, and I heard this right after I heard the funniest story of the week. Yo, this is crazy. I don't think I would have gone this far outside of, like, a group of us. Like, dude went on the podcast and told thousands of people. But, um... Told the world. (laughs) I mean, it depends on how many people listen to the Yahoo MLB podcast. Right? He told at least hundreds of thousands, if not a million people or so. But um, Already. The crazy part about it is he told such a nasty story about himself, but I bet you this has endeared him to every fan that listened to it. First of all, because it was hilarious. Poopy. It was like, a, it was like stand-up comedy then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that reminds me. Uh, that reminds me of. Uh, that reminds me of this, the linebacker for uh, the Dolphins, last name Crowder. He was a dreadhead dude. Played about five, maybe six years ago. And yeah. He said in the games when he would have to go to the bathroom, he'd just pee in his pants, pee down his leg, but leaving the game. You remember yeah, that? a lot of football Yo, players tell them stories. They nasty like that. But yeah, Kurt Schilling went that out the to the mound the with blood on his socks. This boy went out to the mound with shark in his draw. So shout out to him, man, for his story. Um, <laughs> all right, so, yo, this has been a week um, of, of the murder game getting laid down. Bodies being found everywhere. There was a body found at the home of Giants cornerback Sonoris Jenkins. And there was also a body found at SunTrust Stadium in Atlanta with a Braves play. Um, the Sonoris Jenkins one, later on, we found out that his brother was charged 
aggravated manslaughter after the man was found dead at the Jenkins home. Um, so Norris Jenkins reportedly wasn't there when it happened. The first first time I read that and they said he wasn't there, I was thinking OJ. Because OJ tried to act like he wasn't there because he went to Chicago right after he laid the, the game down. And then, you know. But, it, but in today's society with the over access, with social media and all this stuff, no way he would have got away with a false alibi of being out of town because there's probably pictures of him on the plane next to Bow Wow in first class. I mean, on the private jet. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the Braves joint, we can just talk about them both at the same time so we can get it over with so we can get to this free agency stuff. But the one at, um, yeah, the, 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 the one at the stadium was body was found in a ballpark cooler before the Reds-Braves game. Um, it was a, a third-party contract, and he was found missing inside of a beer cooler at SunTrust Park. So I don't know what they're doing down there in Atlanta, and I don't know what they're doing in the Jenkins house, but what's up with, with all the bodies being found? Like Six months later, all the, um, dead, bodies, murder game. <laughs> all the dead bodies showing up. Make me want to grab the mean, nine and body. Body. Then I got to go identify the body. <laughs> my brother survived said it has something to do with the gambling, the gambling uh, ruling that came down. But, uh, I mean, I haven't really thought of a better excuse. So I'm just going to run with that. It looked like they're trying to off everybody who has something to do with the Lufthansa, the Lufthansa heist. Like, <laughs> you know what, put it in the mafia, after you get a large score and then the indictments start to ring down and everybody involved got to get murked. I thought you had one of your All the in here. got to go. I did. Where'd she go? <laughs> um... Yo, I, I don't know what's going on right now. So, I mean, you know, bottom line is it's always going well, now. We just get everything reported and made big news. Speaking of, man, rest in peace to the boy Junior from the Bronx, man. I don't know if I saw that story, but yo, yo. Who? Anyway, um, the, 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 the young boy that got killed in the Bronx this past week, he was a years? national story. He, uh, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yo. I'm so mad. Like, yo, it's like with the internet sometimes, like, they'd be like, this video is graphic. Be careful. And I'd be like, hey, nothing. I'll watch it. And then I'd be like, why well, just watch it? I know. Like, why watch that? Yeah. <laughs> yo, Shitty watch that, yo, I regret watching that, yo. What's wrong with me, yo? I hate my life. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, in terms of what's going on in Atlanta, man, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Bodies are going up, like you said. What else happened while they was on the ground? Um, well, that's about it. After the, the, the bodies. Um, six months later, all the dead bodies showing up. Body in the trunk. Um, so Body that's in what the happened. Trunk, son. What's it going to be? <laughs> that's they what happened this week. While y'all were on that good old grind. So let's talk some quick birthday shout outs before we get into uh, this free agency and this Kawhi and stuff, man, that we've been talking about all day and all week. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Anyway, the NBA rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. So Jimmy said the hell with them birthdays. <laughs> oh, damn, my fault. I'm ready to talk basketball. I'll do the birthdays real quick, good brother. My, my fault. You have to give me a shout-out. Right, so, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Rob Dyrdek turned 44. The captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the oh, GOAT, the greatest oh, player. Rob Dyrdek, the only reason wrong, I dog. put him on the list, Jim. 
is because I watch his show sometimes. Ridiculousness. It's like the oh, cable yeah, I watch, version I of America's Robin Funniest Big. Home Video. Robin Big. Yeah. Robin Big used to be my, my twist. But hold on, though. I and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the fake. He the, he, the fake, he the former running back from the, what's the name? Only reason he oh, getting the shout out okay. is because he has the same name as the captain. Yo, I was looking at his age, and I'm like, hold up. That ain't the captain? You like this boy, Benjamin he, Button, out this piece. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, but the, joint said, the, joint, the joint says Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 44. I was about to say, yeah, like 40 years ago. Um, peep how the name, peep how the first name is spelled. He trash. Yeah, Kareem with a I. K K R I M. Anyway, uh, Bobby Hurley turns forty-seven. Salute to Bobby Hurley. Uh, Jeff, yo, Jeff Malone used to have a mean mid-range game. Jeff Malone turned fifty-seven. No. <laughs> Jay Schrader always thought it was overrated. Jay Schrader turns fifty-seven, and the goat quarterback John oh, Elway turns fifty-eight. So salute to all these people on their birthdays or their birthday week. Uh, Jeff, real quick, tell people how to get in touch with me so I can do Y'all what I can want to do. you can check out our website at com. But if you want to call in right now and speak to us about NBA free agency, NBA trades, Kawhi, LeBron, whoever, y'all can call us at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. But if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. I think people already called in and talked about them. You know, people don't care about it. <laughs> Pretty much. About. <laughs> whoever, Barkley, Malone, whoever. Yeah, you remember that uh, Superstars three tape that we used to have? And um, it was Larry oh. Johnson on that joint, and he was like in the gym. Yeah, and he was like, he was working out, and he was he, he was working out. And he was screaming, <laughs> Barkley, Malone, whoever, <laughs> anyway, whoever. Uh, yo, the funny thing is, because he got injured and he couldn't jump no more, I forgot how good he once was before he got injured. Larry Johnson was the truth um, before. I was Back reminded when he was of that the other Barkley day. Malone in the- Yo, I was I was reminded of that the other day when I watched that video about uh him and um a lot of morning feud and how when, when them two beef young history. boys Yeah, the Shout out to the to the fellas over at Beef History. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's just a fire series. But when them young boys was in Charlotte as young boys, they were supposed to be the next coming, but uh yeah, I mean, they was arguing over bread. That's back when they ain't had uh, two Max players, so they was arguing over who would be that guy. Anyway, um, but let's talk. Let's talk hoops, man. And this is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Listen, stop using those sites. Those websites are made for ladies of the evening. Be a real business and get you a real <laughs> affordable website. You can get that at digitalextremetech.com or you can call two six seven two zero five four two zero three. Let them know we sent you, and you get a discount on me. But it's time to talk about basketball. This thing of ours. What's that? No, sir. Yeah. I don't know why it was uh-huh. just on this joint, but I'm on the monitor up here. I'm, I guess a WNBA game about to start, and throughout the whole warm up, they kept showing they kept showing this one woman who plays for the Mystics, and all she doing in warm ups is dancing. Like she's not shooting the ball or nothing. They keep showing her doing different <laughs> dances. Like, yo, like that's all she's doing. Like, anyway, I need to record this and send this to y'all. She's doing a different dance like every four seconds, and they keep putting the camera on her. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's I'm all I'm going to say. Anyway, man, um, yo, what do you guys think about Sports Illustrated leaking that Paul George pitch? Like, they, they got their hands on the pitch that was the Lakers were going to make the Paul George. Whoever uh, leaked it, you a noodle. And yeah, I think like, you know, Sports Illustrated is POS is for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's private. 
information. I mean, not that it's like the end of the world. Somebody's doing a backpack dance right now, Jim. Why are they just dancing? Shoot the ball. Warm up. All right. My bad. Yo, man. That's why like, like you suck the out there that be leaking these young ladies' news, man. Y'all got to stop doing that, man. Y'all corny for that. Never leak a chick's news. Yeah, man. I mean, it's their pitch, man. They wanted to sit the dude down and, you know, treat him like Jesus Shuttlesworth and he got game. Yeah, you know, let them write their little stuff about him and make it dramatic. But, like, what's the point of putting it out there to the world before they get a chance to do it? Like, that's the thing. Like, some of this stuff is not even really news. But we have to talk about it because this is the problem. The stain that they yeah, – like, why, why is, is that – problem. Why do they feel that that's news? We need to put this out. Like, it was some real important information. It was just the pitch that they were going to use. So, I think they were big POS. Caught up in being con- content machines. Content machines. Yeah. We gotta have something. They need to them say clicks. They time. need them clicks. Gotta get them clicks. clicks. Yeah. Yeah. Advertising Listen, on their head. You can't leak stuff like that. Now, I tell you, it's the equivalent of you young boys out there leaking these young ladies' news, man. So then when I come around and ask for them, she's scared to wait because you already leaked. I mean, like, y'all, y'all gotta chill with that, man. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh,. Have you guys been watching this this Paul this Paul George docu series? I, I actually like it, it, part two was on while we were on the air, since yeah. I had it muted. I know I gotta catch up to part saying. two. Um, yeah. up to his free agency, he had like a small docu series that he's airing on ESPN. Part one is actually on uh, their YouTube channel. Um, hopefully, part two is by this point already aired. But um, I know in part two, what I saw Jim. Part two. Yo, somebody put he looked part like two he was Paul getting... George series on YouTube yesterday, and I'm oh, I'm gonna watch part two. I clicked on it; it was part one. Whoever you are that uploaded that, yo, you you a piece of trash. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying from what I saw while it was on mute while we were on the air, um, he had a sit down with Dwayne Wade. They were sitting there drinking wine, and he looked like he was asking Dwayne Wade for advice because the he, the way he looked like he was listening so intently at Dwayne Wade's words. So maybe you know. D-Wade was telling him how yeah, to how to put a summit together or, you know, how to team up. I don't know what the <laughs> advice was. Hey, yo. D-Wade said, go to Eventbrite. Get everybody's email. No, you know what he said? You know what he said, Jim? He said, go down to the beach, ask for my man Ronnie. I said, go down to the beach, ask for my man Ronnie. He got the best banana boat tours in town. Get you and a couple <laughs> of your guys. <laughs> yeah, but what's, what's interesting to me is this, right? So I love, I absolutely adore NBA biographies. Everybody knows how to read, but in terms of sports books, those are my absolute favorite more than anything else. NFL biographies are trash <clears throat> in comparison. But NBA biographies are amazing because what you realize is the fact of people having friends on other teams has always existed to the point where as, as big as a rival as Wilt, and uh, in, in, um, Russell were, they used to have Thanksgiving dinner together with their family. Like, so this has always happened. Yo, yo, <laughs> when Will would play in Boston, he would stay at his house. Like he would stay at Russell's house. And like, you know, he had keys to it. That kind of stuff already happened. But for some reason in today's age, and I guess it's because. Well, he wasn't he allowed at the hotel. He had to stay somewhere. <laughs> I guess because <laughs> we have like uh, pictures. In 24-hour media and access to seeing it, it just comes across a whole lot worse. Even though this is something that has been going on, and I guess even back then, I'm kind of like just teams the way they can now. But 
everything just seems more egregious. Although this is something that's like been going on. Like, but you know what though, Dan? I, I think it also. I think what might make it worse is it seems to spill over onto the court um, sometimes. Yeah, like you so, see, because yeah. you see guys who are cool, and then they, you know, if they haven't already teamed up and they don't play together, if they play against each other, even if they play the same position. 90% of the game, they don't even want to guard each other. They're not guarding each other. They don't want to yeah, guard you know, each other. You know, you I can mean, be, yeah, be friends, but when we get I on mean, this court, I want you right here so I can bust that ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's, I mean, that's probably the part true. Because, I mean, cause imagine, even Magic and Isaiah, I like, think, you know, they Isaiah, try to, they try to, they try to Magic, fight each other. They, they yeah. started it. They, no, they started it by kissing on the court. Like, that was what really started it. <laughs> But yo, that same that, that same series in which they did that, they actually um got into a scuffle. Like they still was going at it on the court. Lovers so quarrel. I can't even Lovers I can't quarrel. even blame that. Yeah, but I can't even blame that. I don't know at what point and I guess it's like and, and it's one of those things too where um there's like so many elements to this. I think that the last couple lockouts that we've had really damaged the game as well because it became one of those things where it's like Zim versus us. Even though we're competing right. for a title going against each other, a lot of these players look at it like them versus the, the man. That, that's how they they're, look at it. Like their union really became happened. a union. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of that happened during that last lockout because of some of the stuff that – and it's, it's really the owner's fault. The owners were like painting this picture and saying things in the media about these greedy players. And, you know, a lot of it had a race. The more they disrespect it. them, the more they unite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so now it's like a thing where, like, you even hear players talk about, like, it's them versus them, and it's, it's kind of weird. But it's interesting dynamic nonetheless, but um, it's, it's going on again. It's, it seems to go on yeah. every offseason. So, you know, I mean, it's, Paul it's George just, is having his docuseries. First of all, who told Paul George, to, like, to, to do this? Like, did you not take so, – that's why I no, keep saying to people, even though Paul George announced today that, you know, he opted out of his contract with the Thunder – we we all know that doesn't necessarily mean that he's leaving. And I, I'm just thinking at this point, like, did you not see LeBron in the decision? I know you're not doing an hour decision, but you're still doing something. So it's like it's hard for me to believe that you're going to leave this team high and dry after playing out this whole thing on national TV like you didn't learn a lesson from 2010. <laughs> but <laughs> but on, you folks. made the actual point. You're the one that made the actual point, too, where it's like, it's still a little different because that was LeBron's hometown, and they drafted him like he doesn't. Right. Owe, he he's been in OKC like four, four to six. He's been really in OKC like four to six months. He don't owe them a damn thing. But <laughs> what's interesting to me is like when you when you watch, I only saw the first part. But watching the first part, when you hear Paul George talk about himself, you would think that Paul George has four MVPs, a couple scoring titles, um, maybe yeah. a Finals MVP and a championship. Paul George talk about himself. He's KD or LeBron, like. That's how he I heard Paul George say, in the first two minutes of this docuseries, he said, yeah, you know, Indiana is where I became a superstar. I'm like, yeah, like, you my guy. Like, I've defended you more than a lot of people. Y'all know that he's my guy, but I still got to keep it 100. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let somebody else call you that if we even think that you've crossed that line. Because it takes more than just like. It takes more you than know, just game to be a superstar. My man Paul George, really sure my man Paul George, really think that he, yo, know, think he top three in the league. He think it's like KD, LeBron, and Paul George. That's what he thinks today. <laughs> <laughs> he might think it's like LeBron, Paul George, and then KD. I don't then know. KD, yeah, like you hear him talk about <laughs> stuff. 
You hear him talk about right. himself. Like, okay, okay, PG. You know what I mean? Yo, man, like, but that, well, like he yeah. should have asked somebody the AZ question, you know, before he did this. I mean, if I wrote a book about my life, you think anybody would read it? Because at this point, nah, Paul, like, <laughs> no, we no. might read it to see why you impregnated a stripper twice, but you know what I'm saying? You're not yeah. there yet Yo. as far as superstardom. Yo. You know yeah. I mean? The first thing I think of, I think of Paul George is even basketball. I said injury, like that was the most gruesome thing ever. Like, yeah. like I associate him with that even before hoops. But I mean, we'll we'll see where it happens. And, and, and by, by us saying all this, we're not hiding him. He's an amazing talent. But it's when you hear him talk about himself, uh, he, it's like he's one of my guys. I, he's one of my. He guys. don't even need us to say it. Like we we don't gotta say it. Cause we out here telling y'all anyway. I know. <laughs> like, we know, you know, B. Austin got his guys, his off brand guys. I got my guy. Paul George is one of my guys. Like, yo, actually, I, I still George, haven't really said Paul I was George. about to say, do y'all know how long it took for me to admit that Kawhi Leonard was better than Paul George? I really still haven't admitted it. People just don't ask so, no more. I don't Because everybody I just think it's a done George deal. Is your guy. I thought Paul George was your guy, but after, like, yesterday, Paul George is Paul George's guy. <laughs> they don't need me. I wasn't doing enough for him. You and you and you and him enough. He said, "I got myself." He said, "Who yeah, wants like, me? Who put this together?" Yeah, I can pull off though, myself um, better. What's than interesting me, is LeBron, right? So LeBron is all in this mix right now. This whole NBA uh, arm race, as we like to call it. Um, but he doesn't want to be the first shooter drop in free agency because he wants to see where other players are landing. So everybody wants to see where somebody else is going. Meanwhile, nothing happening um, other than a bunch of made-up stories. And this is the part, I don't know if every account that's come out has been true, but this is the part that's like, to me, I'm like, all right, you're the best player. I'm going to go with y'all terms, the, the masses. He's the best player on earth. He's the best player on the planet. Like, this is when it looks to me like, this is when LeBron's non-alpha characteristics come out. Because we've heard all kinds of reports today. LeBron even reached out to Kevin Durant to see if he wanted to go team up with him in, in Los Angeles. Um, LeBron doesn't want to be the first person to sign because he wants to see. He He's putting pressure on L.A. to make a trade for Kawhi Leonard so he can then go sign. Or he's, you know, waiting to see if Paul George joins L.A., like, this goes, first of all, this goes against conversations that we've had all week. Shout out to Hank Rawlison, the homie Hank, Billy Bage, who, you know, we were talking about, you know, he was saying how LeBron had all the juice and nobody's going to sign until LeBron. And I was kind of disagreeing with what he was saying. And now with all these reports, whether they're true or not, it's kind of leaning towards what I was saying. Because to me, LeBron's out here looking a little bit desperate. And even though he's the best player, like, I didn't really believe what, what Hank was saying because I'm like, it seems like LeBron, these guys, I guess they would be cool with it, but it seems like LeBron is the one more interested in teaming up than these guys. So he's like, I'm going to see yeah, where y'all go. If y'all go somewhere that I want to go, here's what's funny you know, to I'm going to come right? rock with y'all. The way, like, the way this comes off to me is twofold. It comes a little funny because it's like, it's like I used to do this back when we was like in high school, be calling around the cats like, yo, you trying to go run up, uh, you trying to go up Gustine Lake? Like, just to, like, right. try to find amazing pickup game. I'm man treating the NBA like a pickup game, for one. Um, <laughs> for two, I'm trying to go to the Staples Center and run two, this. <laughs> for two, I don't even know if I believe this story because, like, um, so Screaming A is the one who put it out there, and everybody didn't it, even though Screaming A said he's sticking to it. But I really feel like some of these stories be made 
I, this could be absolutely true. Well, Who knows? He he was talking now, about the Durant. I heard story. another story. He was talking about the Durant yeah, Durant story. story about him calling Durant. But then the next thing I heard is he called like you know, Kawhi called LeBron to see like you know what's up, we gonna meet up or whatever. But then I right. heard something like Kawhi denied that too. They, that, the newest story I just saw. I think that was put out by somebody who thinks LeBron is looking bad, so they're going to put it out there. Like, oh, no, people are calling him the team up, too. First of all, Kawhi Leonard don't talk to his mom. The newest story is is Kawhi is trying to stay away from LeBron because he don't want to deal with the attention that brings. So that's about I believe that more than anything. All these, I believe all that more than anything. Outlets, like I said, Kawhi don't talk to his mom. He don't want to be a part of no circus. <laughs> Yo, these sports outlets be drawn. They be having quote unquote sources who be views that live on their block that really don't know nothing and just pick up something and they run with you. Um, but you know, as soon as Kawhi get on to have team with the run, then Kawhi gonna be garbage. Especially if they don't win, Kawhi gonna be garbage. Put it like this, man. It's almost to the point now. Unless it comes from Woj, I don't believe it, man. If it ain't no Woj bomb, I don't. Like, Yo, everybody else lying. Does it come from Woj or TMZ? <laughs> Yo, Woj or TMZ. <laughs> But it seems like reports are out to combat other reports because of the way reports are making people look. So even if LeBron, even if the LeBron Durant thing wasn't true, somebody made sure, like, all right, that you know, we still need to put something out to make sure people know that there's cats out here that's calling LeBron to run with him too. All all they're doing, all they're doing is proving uh, the president right when he says fake news. Right, the easiest target for that would be Kawhi though. You don't say Paul George. Ain't gonna speak. You know, Paul ain't George. Paul, no, but Paul George really has a decision to make. Kawhi doesn't really have a say. I mean, he has a say. Like as much of a, you know, his say ends at I want to play for the Lakers. So the Spurs are out trying to make a deal with the Lakers if they can fleece them for enough stuff. But he can't pick where he's going to play. So it's easy to use his name in that report. Kawhi said, "I want to, um, well, you know, well, you want to play though, together." Kawhi, Kawhi don't have any Kawhi say in where he's about to go play. Kawhi, Kawhi is semi-gangster anyway, because you can never say that he says anything, because he don't talk. So, he don't talk. That's another thing. Like, I'm like, LeBron, yeah, Kawhi ain't call nobody, like, Y'all ain't going to blame nothing on me. Y'all ain't going to blame nothing on me. I'm been riding around in his 98 Tahoe, ain't paying any of y'all no money. Kawhi, Yo, Kawhi I'm in Kawhi. He's like, he like tell, Yo, tell, LeBron, <laughs> tell LeBron's camp, prove it. Ask him what my voice sound like. Yeah. Yo, Nobody knows what my voice sound like. Yo, Kawhi has a 98 Tahoe, and I'm not exaggerating. That's a true story. Yeah. Kawhi ride around in the 98 Tahoe. Tommy I don't even think he souped it up. Casey ever chased by No, <laughs> nothing. He's got a little tent. Like, lease the ball Yo, from the uh, – they used to play – the running back ball they used to play for the, for, for Washington. At least he got his joint, you know, souped up a little bit. This is just driving the same no. joint. That probably Kawhi, sound like Kawhi a, got factories and A's in. Yo, Kawhi got factories and A's <laughs> 20-year-old back in the 90s, that's when like SUVs used to come down the street sounding like broken air conditioners. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Kawhi got the straight, he got the box Tahoe on him, man. He ain't thinking about Brock or Paul George, man. Yo, Kawhi got got ball tires. He got ball tires. (laughs) Truck doing a shimmy. Kawhi got fishing, man. You got to talk about, man. He ain't going to figure out Brown, man, because Brian, so, Brian about that. Brian is a celebrity. Kawhi is a baller. So from what I hear, Jim, um, the Lakers and Celtics are basically battling it out in negotiations for Kawhi. The Sixers are a part of it, but I don't think they're amongst the leaders. 
but they say that they're not giving up. I heard the Sixers have, I heard the Sixers have put together a package to offer um, Covington and Sarich, and that pick that they got in the Mikel Bridges fleecing. <laughs> not not fleecing, I call it fleecing, in that embarrassment of Mikel Bridges. Um, and personally, I think that's too much. I think anything that involves Dario Saric is is too much for somebody who might not re-sign with the team. I think if they lose him for a one-year rental, they're going to be salty about it in the future. When I was doing when I was doing some research, when I was doing some when I was some research to find out whether Mikael Bridges' mom had an at name, um, and I was only doing it for the show because I think it's it's best that I you know what I mean do some work for the show. But I came across an article that said that he was um, his HR mama. You know, he was joking with his friends and family at the draft that he was going to stay home with mom the first year until he like took the time to find the crib and everything. You um, want to commute to Phoenix, and that's why. You know, that's why he was while they was basically signing his rights over. It was like, boy, you going over there to master my fault. Um, but yeah, so he was um he was planning his uh his housing thing. Anyway, um, back to the free agency, man. Um. So those are the scenarios right there you just named in terms of Philadelphia, Boston, or what have you. I don't know where Boston is going to try to play him unless they get rid of, like, uh, who are they going to give up, Tatum, Hayward? See, now, Boston has assets. Tatum is not on the table, but I think – and they haven't offered Jalen Brown yet, but I think Jalen Brown is the piece that would get them Jaylen, over the yeah. top in I the think negotiation. They would give up but would they y'all, would y'all up, trade Jalen Brown if you were Danny Ainge? So, so if you trade Jalen Brown, you trade Jalen Brown. Let's say you get Kawhi. What does your starting lineup look like? Is Hayward going to be part of that team? Yeah. Um, are you going to put Tatum? Yeah, you would put Hayward. You going to play power forward? I'm thinking Tatum goes back to the bench unless they just go small ball. You know, even though you know Tatum I mean, is according to everybody, Tatum like Tatum a top three Tatum player in the league. Yeah, a top three player in the league. Yeah, everybody else. But um. <laughs> But I, I mean, think I think Tatum would have to go back to the bench because bottom line, Tatum ain't better than than mute. Unless you're gonna put no, him at no, the two no. and set Gordon Hayward, but Gordon Hayward making way too much money to be on somebody's bench. I trade Gordon yeah, Hayward I'm before not. I traded Jalen Brown. Personally. Yeah, yeah, I would too. They've already proven what they can do without him. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's, I mean, I guess I guess that's a good problem to have to have that many assets, but. At the mm-hmm. same time, I'm just like, you know, to go back to the, the whole Tobias thing is how you make all that stuff fit unless you're getting rid of some of that to bring in uh, the mute. So, um, interesting, man. Interesting times that we are in with this whole free agency thing, man. Right. And um, on the, 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 the Lakers like, front, Jim, I haven't heard of the entire package, but Brandon, Brandon Ingram is definitely a part of the package. See, that's a crazy thing, though, because the pressure – um, and I don't know if I said this earlier here or were we talking offline. I don't know. I'll be forgetting what I say. I'm old. But I'm thinking the pressure for the Lakers to even make a deal and give up assets comes from Philly and Boston being teams that if Kawhi goes to one of them, like I, yeah, I did say it earlier because when, when Nas was on the line, Boston is a contender, you know, with or without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Kawhi. Yep. Definitely puts them in the NBA finals. Kawhi uh-huh. immediately makes Philly a contender. Philly is a contender, mm-hmm. but not a contender to win the title, just a contender to come out of the East. Like, gotcha. He makes them a contender to get out of the East over Boston. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. He gets on one of these teams and has a great year, and they look like they're trending nothing but up. I think the Lakers fear that that might change his mind into wanting to come to L.A. So I think that's the only pressure they feel to have to even put assets on the line for this guy. Because if not, I'll just be patient. I think think it's more than that. I think it's more than that, though. I think it's more than that. I think it's also they want to land him and and either or or both LeBron and Paul George. And I don't think they can land them with with the anticipation of Kawhi coming next year. I think that right, you know they, what, they're trying to pull it off where they can possibly get all three of the tests. You're right in that aspect because I don't know if this is another story that's true or false, but there was a report that came out that said the Lakers are under pressure to get a Kawhi deal done by Friday because it might have a lot to do with whether or not LeBron's going to opt out of his contract in Cleveland, which exactly. really doesn't so mean it doesn't mean anything because LeBron can opt out and decide, like, I'm going back and still get a one-year deal for the same thing he opted out of. But that's neither here nor there. I hear the pressure is on them to land Kawhi because of what we talked about earlier, because LeBron wants stars to be there already because he don't want it to be like, I'm a go, and then nobody else ends up here, then he's going to regret his decision. <laughs> he's like, I'm not coming to play with bums. If that's the case, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna come over there and play with them bums. I got, I got my own bums already. But uh, you know, I just want to live in LA. It ain't got nothing to do with Ball, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Randall. Yeah, <laughs> Randall, who yeah. the Lakers gave a qualifying offer to. So we're gonna see if he gets some offers on the open market, and the Lakers gonna have to see if they're gonna. He's a restricted free agent now because of the qualifying offer. Yeah. yeah. But this is crazy. Well, I mean, we shall see, awkward. man. It's a, it's a lot going on, These man. It's, cat, it's every man. year this is what happens. Every year this is what happens, man. This is the new NBA, man. New Summer NBA, of LeBron. Y'all, and, the, and, the, and the commissioner loves it because we're still talking basketball. Uh, and about the, in July, the Clippers so. did trade Austin Rivers. They traded him for um, um, Martin, Martin Gort, Marcin, Mar, how do you pronounce his name? Marcin Gortat. Gortat. So uh, Austin Rivers yeah, is, Gortat. is playing in Washington now. And no, his dad didn't yeah. trade him because they stripped his dad of that power last year. He's just the coach. <laughs> but they did pick up his options job. before they traded him. So they did dock one more solid. <laughs> yeah, more, right. or less. more or less. More or less, man. Answering anyway, Scott, questioning it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's time to get out of here, man. Thank you, brothers. This is the joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out <laughs> to everybody who got through. Those we couldn't get to, listen, we apologize, man. But you know, you got to get yeah. these, these topics in. Shout out to everybody on social media, Facebook, Twitter, on our me at um, salute to all you guys and all the callers. Listen, man, make sure you call in again next week because we're going to probably have some people landing in some places and we're going to have to talk about it. So I have a new super team. In, I mean, you, <laughs> pretty much. So everybody, tune in next week, man. Live right here on demand as we catch you up. Everything happened in the world of sports. Um, so until then, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your week, and we'll see you right back here. Remember, catch everything we do, all of our conversations, all of our social media, all of our content. Our apps, everything can be found at the hub, which is warmsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, can also be found at the hub of warmsports.com or go directly to sportsbook.com. So until next time, everybody, set mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you jump on top. Welcome to the war. Nope. And I actually heard that KD told Brian, FOH, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four of them
www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.